Blog Talk Radio. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minion! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to our weekly internet broadcast. You are listening to Free on the Inside. I am your host, Brother Joel Lewis, and I am so happy and pleased to be with you this morning. For this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I pray that you have been blessed this week. I pray I pray that you've been a blessing to someone this week. For we know that we're up on the holiday time of the year. We're up on this Christmas season. For you know, Jesus is a reason to be joyful, to be thankful, to be giving. So as you go out and do your daily activities, keep Christ Oh, man, keep uh, God in your heart, amen, and be a blessing to someone. I would like to say good morning to uh, my pastor over at Shady Grove Baptist Church, Pastor Michael Morgan, over at uh, 4802 Burma Road. Hello, Pastor Morgan, First Lady Sister Morgan. Hello, church family. God bless you. God bless you. And we're located here in Dallas, Texas. And I also give a shout-out to our partner in church over at First Free Will Baptist Church. That's in Duncanville. That's a suburb outside of Dallas. Uh, pastor Richard Terry is the leading shepherd over there at the First Free Will Baptist Church, and that's where we uh, let church host our computer training class. We have young men from ages 12 to uh, 19 that's taking computer classes, which is free of charge. And we're not learning just the uh, so, uh, the uh, software part of it. We learn the hardware, the internal workings of the computer, the motherboard, the hard drive, how to upgrade computer because these are skills that young men can carry on throughout the rest of their life there because we want to teach young men to to be self-supporting and be able to take care of themselves regardless of what the economy is regardless of what's going on but this morning we have a great guest on the line this morning i am very honored to have this young man to be a part of the show this morning i had been listening to him and i had been following him and i see that god have an anointing on his life and I would uh, like to bring him on to the show and let him introduce yourself and tell us about his ministry. Amen. Amen. Um, hello, everyone. My name is um, Minister in Training Raymond Huff Nicholson, and I go to Jesus Tabernacle of Deliverance Ministries in Detroit, Michigan. Um, I'm a youth minister. I've, I've preached a couple of times. My first message was preached in February of 2009. I think it was the 16th or the 18th of February. But it was my first time preaching for our youth conference. That was our very first youth conference, and the youth pastor and my bishop and pastor had asked me to preach. And so I've been preaching every year since 2009, and I just recently preached at the end of November for our annual um, youth services that we have started, which will be every fourth Sunday of the month. But um, I've been called to ministry and called to um, pastor since I was in my mother's womb, a lot of pastors and bishops, prophets and prophetesses have prophesied over my life, told me I would be a prophet, told me I would be a mouthpiece for God and do ministry and preach to whom he sends me to preach to. And so um, now I've been saved since I was seven. I got baptized and I received the Holy Ghost. I um, will be attending um, a service on tomorrow. My parents will be ordained pastors. And my bishop has told me that God has told him that I will be an assistant pastor with my parents who will be pastoring. I will also be a youth pastor, sound technician for our church, and various tasks that my parents asked me to um, carry out. And so I, I love church. I go to church every Sunday, and I'm in Bible study. I pray. I mentor young people who have, whoever needs help. 
I try to help them out. And now I'm also this young minister who has been preaching with me. This is his second time preaching with me. I've been mentoring him, kind of showing him what I know, even though I know I haven't been preaching that long, but I've been showing him things that I kind of learned along the way. And so I'm helping him out. And so I just love helping people. As a matter of fact, I'm going to um, major in psychology, and I will become a psychologist along with um, I will be majoring in pastoral ministry at this um, college called Spring Arbor University in Spring Arbor, Michigan. And also, I have a, a radio show along with Brother Joel Lewis on Blog Talk Radio. Um, it's called Let's Talk Christ. It's 15 minutes every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm, I'm 17, and I'm a senior in high school. Amen. That's quite a bit there, my brother. God has really been touching your life. Now, tell me about your, this program, your show called Let's Talk Christ. I love the title of that there. And being a young man, you know, you, uh, uh, you know, you could talk about other things. You could talk about world events. You could talk about girls. But you chose the better things in life. How did that come about there? I love that title there. Well, it's a very interesting subject, because, well, very interesting story behind it because it was either my mom or my dad that came up with that title because I couldn't really think of anything. And so I was like, okay, let's go with that. But the story behind Let's Talk Christ, as I um, put in the um, intro of the show when I first started, but I was sitting in a Sunday morning service, as a matter of fact, and my bishop was preaching. I mean, he was really going. So I was sitting there, and all of us, and I'm glad I had a pen and a notebook with me. Some told me to bring a paper and a pen with me, I guess. So I was sitting there in service. And all of a sudden, I, I hear the voice of the Lord comes to me in the midst of all the noise, you know, the people praising God and my bishop preaching. So God was, I was sitting there, and God was talking to me. He told me to start a radio broadcast show online for um, youth and teenagers. And so he, he had told me to start it that following Thursday, and my dad had told me I should start off for about 15 minutes and see how that goes, and that was back in June. So I really enjoy what God is doing in my life, and I thank him for giving me that idea because I would like to help the youth and help the teens, and I think that's exactly what the show is doing. Great, amen. As I look at your uh, website, some in, I'm in your archive section of your show, and it's saying loving others and striving to be like Jesus. You know, in today's time, it's hard to love somebody. For, young, uh, for anybody, whether you're young or old, how do right. you uh, – Embed the word of Christ in your daily activities where you're able to reach someone or some of your peers. Mm-hmm. How do you go about sharing the word of God in your own circle regarding loving others? Um, could you repeat that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, I said, in your circle of friends, how do you go about expressing the love of Christ in the midst of everything that's going on? Well, I tell them that, well, I basically tell them not to put put others down. You know, we have to lift each other up. Also, I try to share the fact that we don't need to judge one another because that's not Christ-like, especially my Christian friends at my church. I tell them not to, you know, talk about the church people because that's a bad thing to do, and so we should just lift one another up and pray for each other. Amen, amen. That's a powerful thing come from a young man that's 17 years old that's been anointed by God. And, you know, uh, I deal with juveniles, and I go into the juvenile ministry, and I see a lot of young men to get caught up in the trappings of this world. How are you managing to take, to separate yourself from the things that we just have a natural desire to have, the money, the cause, the, the reputation, or whatever goes along with that, if you've been a young man from a young man's point of view? I mean, so at times it's not really easy. I mean, because it's a lot of a lot of suggestive things and a lot of influence that tries to that has tried to attack me. But I kind of blocked it out because I know the truth, and I know that the world, if people aren't saved, they're going to hell. And so that really kind of um, pushes me and impacts me to know that I need to stay in the path of righteousness and pursue God because the world is going to hell for those that are saved. And so I have to know that none of this is um, eternal. All of this is temporary. And so I don't want to be condemned or sent to condemnation because I was so wrapped up in the world because the Bible says, what is the profit of man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And so I come to realize that 
none of this is death out here, and so I'm going to die in the world. I don't want to suffer the wrath of God for um, committing sinful acts. And so I just try to stay away from all that. And plus, it's not really in my character to do all that. I've never been to a party. I've never smoked. I've never drank. I've never, you know, committed any crimes or anything. And so I'm really um, determined not to do any of those things because it's a bad thing to do, and I'm not trying to go down that route. Because once you start, it's hard to stop. And so I don't want to, you know, go, go into anything that I'm not able to get out of. Amen, amen. And, uh, and as I'm looking at your website here, and, and I w- just wanted to just uh, talk about one of your last, uh, 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 one, of your, one of your previous messages and saying striving to be like Jesus. You know, uh, I, I share with our young men that, you know, there's a commercial saying, want to be like Mike. And I see that you have turned that around and asked the listeners to be like Jesus. Give us some insight on that. What did you say? Well, I said, give me some insight on that. How are you sharing with the young people that you encountered as you give your message on how to be strive, uh, let's say strive to be like Jesus? Oh, well, what I told them in that particular um, topic that I taught on is that we are supposed to pursue God in the way that we are supposed to be like God is to pray, spend time with him, read his word. You know, we have to fast. And also, we have to just ask God to, you know, help us to be more like him because in order to be like him, we have to have a desire to. And so I've told them that we need to, you know, pursue God, seek him, and want to have a relationship with him. Amen. Amen. That's powerful, brother. That, that is so powerful. A young minister. Uh, thank you. God bless you. And, and and as we get ready to go on with this interview, here, we're not going to hold you up. We thank you for your valuable time. We thank you for, for what God has put in your life regarding the ministry. But as you reach the uh, the hearts of young people, uh, and you're young, and, and you know, and y'all go through a lot of things. We all do. Uh, but you, I see that you have a gift of trying to redirect their their life, redirect their thought pattern. And as you come up on relationship issues, being a young man or a young woman, how do young people handle that? Because we see right now people are dressing so crazy now. And I know that you have friends. I'm talking about just in a men's circle here. Well, um, on, the young, on the young level, on the young level, we're talking about young peoples now. Well, outside of church, I don't really have a lot of Christian friends, and I really pray to God that I, ha- I can find some more. But... At the Christian level, at my church, I try to encourage the um, brothers there to, you know, stay out of trouble, not to go jumping from girls to girls at church, especially um, because it'll ruin your reputation. And once you ruin your reputation at church, then your life is going to be messed up. So I try to tell them to also wait on God, you know, don't do anything that will hurt or harm, that will hurt God or disappoint him. So I try, I encourage them to, you know, wait on God. And so and I also encourage them, you know, not to get involved in any mess, not to mess up their names. And also I tell them not to bring any shame to the ministry or to our pastors because that that is a very bad thing to do, to bring shame to your pastors. And also it shouldn't have to reach that level. You're supposed to be mature enough, you know, have self-control and use discretion on your relationships and various things like that. And I also tell them to pray about the different issues that they face in their relationships, things of that nature. Hey, man, hey, man I'm so glad that you seem to have a grasp, uh, uh, understanding of these type of things. And that is good. And I wanted you to share that with our listening audience. Our audience is talking up towards our young men and women that feel like that they left out but not uh, locked out because we know that God loves, uh, uh, you know, surpasses all our understanding. And just as and we all go through different things and different phases and fashions of life, and it's good to know that we have young men that are holding up a standard. And some young men feel like I can't do it. And with you being on the show and with you sharing, you know, uh, the things that you have encountered uh, and using the word of God to fight off the wiles of the enemy, it strengthens someone else. So I thank you for sharing that. Oh, no now, problem. As, uh, yeah. Now, uh, your career, you had mentioned that you plan on going to school uh, after high school. What do you plan on doing? I plan on um, going to Spring Arbor University and measuring in psychology and pastoral ministry. Amen. Amen. We pray that you uh, that God blesses you in that in that pursuit there and that you're able to touch the lives of the ones that, uh, that God leads you to. 
And as we uh, winding down this program, we want to thank you very much. Now, young uh, young uh, Nick, so we'd like, like you to just share a word about to our listening audience, and um, and, and just uh, just lay what uh, just tell them what God lays on your heart regarding the ministry and what you know and what God have in store for them. If you continue to trust and um, believe in God, he will guide you and he will protect you. He will give you the, the desires of your heart. And he will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. I'd like to encourage all the young people to, you know, keep yourself. Pray to God for self-control. You know, strive to be like Christ. Strive to do what's right. Don't crack under pressure. Don't give in to peer pressure or any negative influences. Just keep your mind on God and he will keep your mind and he will regulate it. And he will bless you. For, um, your efforts in striving to be like God And he will give you the desires of your heart Don't try to get the fast money For the guys and the girls Whoever is in the gangs Don't strive for the fast money Because that's temporary And that will end up leaving you in a place That you don't want to go So I'd like to encourage you, you know, Pray for God Pray to God And depend on him for all things that you need Amen, amen That's a powerful word to amen And we want to thank you God Bless you and we pray that God continually to lead and guide you. And we would love to have you to come back on our show at a later date to give us a follow-up and tell us the goodness of God and all he has done for you and your ministry. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, and we want, we want to encourage you to keep on with the program. I'm enjoying it, and I know that other people are being blessed by it. And I love that. Let's talk of Christ, your brother. And I love that. Keep talking Christ. Amen. Yes, sir. God bless you. Have a great day. You too. Amen. Amen. What a great interview we have from our young brother, uh, Ray uh, Nicholson. Amen. And, 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 and the the how God was leading and guiding him in his life there. That was a young man, 17 years old, you know, and he's pursuing the Word of God. He hosts his own Internet program, Let's Talk Christ. And I would ask you to go to that website and listen to it. You know, all this is an archive, so, you know, you can't say I don't miss the program. I don't have time. It's there 24-7. And hear how God is using young men at such a time as this to speak Christ. You know, as I was as I was conducting this interview, he was sharing. You know, you could talk about a lot of things. You know, this is uh, football season. You could be talking about football. Then basketball season coming up. You could be talking about that, or you could just be talking about world events. But as I said it earlier during the interview, this young man chose to talk Christ. Oh, what a beautiful thing it is! You know, and I go down to the jail, and I hear people talking various things. But you know, uh, and sometimes I say, "Hey, bro, come on." Let's change this conversation here. Come on out to Bible study with me. Come on, let's talk. Let's talk about these that are honorable, things that are pleasing, things that are noteworthy. Let's just talk about Jesus and what all He had done for all of us. Whether you in jail or whether you out of jail, God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And uh, I've been uh, been been blessed. I've been uh, I've been thanking God for everything He's doing, even when it don't look right in my life. I know that God is still in charge. I look up and say, God, what you up to? What what you up to, God? What do you What do you want me to learn out of this here mishap here? When my money's kind of funny, what are you trying to tell me, God? When my relationships don't seem right, what are you trying to tell me, God? And I'm just gonna pour my heart out to you. We all go through things. But great is he that's in us and he that's in the world. Amen. So don't ever think that we don't go through nothing. Don't ever think, oh, I wish I had it like this. You know, they ain't going through nothing. Yes, they're going through something. I was watching a news article the other day. They were saying that the more possessions you have, the more wealth you have, the more prestige you have, the heavier the burden on you. You know, and I just like to redirect you. Turn it over to Christ. He will never put no more on you than you can bear. He knows your beginning and he knows your end. If you're wrestling with something right now that seems to be out of control, say, God, I need you to help me out of this here, God. I need you to walk with me, God. I need you to order my steps. And as we go on with this show here, this show is to inform you the goodness of God, to encourage you that God had forgot about you, and to challenge you to be all you can be in Christ Jesus. And we want to thank our uh, guest that came on this morning here. He was out of the great uh, state of Michigan, Detroit, and he have his own talk show. And he was a blessing to us this morning. And we ask you to uh, 
to log on to the site of Blog Talk Radio and check it out, check it out, check it out. And uh, as we go on with this here program, we have another guest that's going to come up here shortly. But I just want to share with you some things that have been uh, that I have been encountering or going out through the ministry. We had an opportunity last Wednesday to go down to the uh, one of the local shelters in Dallas, which we were doing a men's group down there, and we were able to share with our young men that's in there. I have a group of about five men that are going through various things and of different stages of life, but they're seeking to have a relationship with God. And I really honor that there because, you know, it's so easy for us to just throw our hands up and just say, I give up. But then, you know, what are you used to giving up because, you know, life going to go on. You might as well go to, you know, uh, uh, go to someone that can help you out. Yes, my brother may have a good idea, a good suggestion, and maybe to help me to a, a, a different areas and different uh Facet of life, but they can't do it all. Yes, you know, I could go to a psychologist and he can tell me the ins and outs and he can give me a foundation or something like that, but those things don't work out until you turn that thing over to the true and living Savior, Jesus Christ. All else will fail. And I was down there with the brothers and we were just talking about the holidays and how stressful it could be to some people. And I was just sharing with them that as long as we keep God in everything that we do, and everything that we do, he'll always make a way, not a way of escape, not a way of just ignoring things, but make a way to give you calmness in the midst of a storm, a way to see the glory of God in everything that he do. Sometimes we get so caught up in the wrappings and the, and the trappings that we forget about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who paid that ultimate price that we may have a right to the tree of life. We should be joyful every day. We should be thankful every day about how God is working in our lives, how he's leading us, even in a, in a situation we don't like. You know, I shared with our guys down at the prison, this little prayer, I said, God, open my eyes that I may be able to see you. Because sometimes God is revealing himself to us in everything, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. And we just don't see it. We walk around miserable. We walk around upset. We walk around blind. And God is is constantly showing us that he loves us, that he cares about us. And then we say, God, open our ears that we can hear. Because God be whispering to us and God be telling us through people, through places, through the scriptures. God is constantly talking to us. And sometimes we might say, God, where are you? And he said, here I am, here I am. I'm speaking to you, but you can't hear. We got to say, God, I need you. I, I, I need you to... Take away those things that are hindering me. Take away those things that are not like you. Take away those things that is not pleasing in your sight. Amen. And as you do those things, you know, God will surely make a way. That would go back again. He will make a way. And as I was sharing with our brothers down at the jail in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 2 and 1, it said, hey, let us not forget the things that we have heard, lest we will drift back. Oh, I loved it. I thought about that. I said, man, you know, God is constantly revealing himself, constantly showing himself to us. If I fail to remember the goodness of God, I'm subject to slip back into those crazy ways, slip back into that crazy lifestyle. And not only me, but all those that will forget about the goodness of God. You know, and I was sharing with those brothers that they done went through different programs down at, at the shelter. They done went through uh, uh, uh a job training program, put it that way, that it went through uh, uh, programs on how to how to get a job, how to do resumes and things of that nature, how to conduct themselves in an interview. And unless they hold on to those things, they suffer to forget and go back, back to that same lifestyle. So it's important to hold on to the things that you have heard and the things that you have learned that contain to the Word of God because we're coming up on a new year. You know, a lot of people like to make those New Year's resolutions. I ain't going to do this no more. I ain't going to do that. Make a resolution say, hey, I'm not going to forget about what God has done for me. I'm not going to forget about how he watched over me for the last 12 months. I ain't going to forget about how he fed me. Even if it wasn't what I wanted to eat, but he fed me. I ain't going to forget about how he put a roof over my head. I ain't going to forget about all the things that God had done for me. And I want you to uh, know that I want you to be encouraged, and I want you to encourage someone else. For this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it. And as we go on with this program, we got another guest that's going to come up here. We're going to play a song, and then we're going to bring him on. And we want to just uh, continue to do what God has. We pray that you have been blessed. And I'd like for you to call the, uh, call the show. The number is 310 
347-982-4126. Give us a call. Say hello to our guest. Let us know that this show has been a blessing to you. Amen. Again, that number is 310-982-4126. Amen. Give us a call. Say hello there. We're waiting. we got the phone lines open. Good morning. My name is Gray Bun, and I am 11 years old. Ulysses is free on the inside. My papa, Diggy Joe Lewis. Amen. God bless you, little young Gregory Bunton there. Amen. And God just wants to hear from all of us. Amen. And we pray that you're being blessed this morning. And as we get ready to go on with the show, I pray that you enjoy this selection right here. And uh, and then we'll bring our next guest on. Amen. Welcome to our weekly internet broadcast, and we pray that things are going well with you this morning. Everything is well. Thank you for having me. Well, great. Pastor, would you please introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us about I your am ministry. Bishop. Yes, I am Bishop Jesse Williams from Chicago, Illinois. Yahweh Ministries is the name of our ministry. We're located 5413 South Hofstede, uh, Chicago, Illinois, in the Inglewood area of Chicago. Amen, amen. God bless you, God bless you, and thank you for being a part of our show this morning. Now, tell us about your uh, uh, your ministry. I, because as we did a, a pre-interview to this show, I was very impressed about uh, how God is using your ministry to meet the needs of our brothers and sisters. Amen. Will you give us an insight on that, right? Sure, we are. Um, well, uh, our ministry is a church perfecting the ministry with power and purpose to prosper through the promise. Our vision is um, we use um, an acronym called Let's Get Back to Eating, Eden, encouraging, developing, enlightening, and nurturing the community. And that's Amen. our goal is uh, to um, reach the community and help the community. We are in the Inglewood area, one of the most impoverished areas in the Chicago area, and our job is to help and supply the community with whatever they need. Amen, amen. And we know that there's a great need uh, not only for uh, physical help but also for spiritual help also. Amen. Yes. And, yes. and you had mentioned to me earlier about you have a uh, daycare that's set up to help to meet the needs of our people. Would you uh, elaborate on that? Yes. Well, we have a free daycare center. Uh, what we do is um, we help single moms um, that are struggling. Uh, they don't have to pay anything. We have volunteers. Our volunteers come and they work free so that we can help these young mothers uh, that have children and teenage mothers also that have dropped out of school to try to help them get their GEDs and things of that nature so that they won't have to pay and so that they will be able to get on their feet and be able to make bills or so forth and so on. Everything we do at Yahweh is free. We have a free feeding program. We give out food bags um, just for Halloween. 
we do a thing called the Hallelujah Bash instead of Halloween to keep the kids Amen. off the street from um, uh, trick or treating. We have a, we had a live puppet show, and then we gave away food banks. We gave away gallons of water. Uh, we won forty seven souls that night. Uh, at the Hallelujah Bash. So uh, we do everything we can uh, for the children. We also have a Safe Haven program. Safe Haven program is an after-school program, and it's a program during the Christmas break and the summer break where the kids come to the church uh, after school from 3 to 6 for the summer from 9 in the morning to 2 where there's, uh, have, there's a safe haven there for them, where they won't be on the street, won't have the opportunity to be in drive-by, things of that nature. And so we uh, teach them, we play games with them, we tutor them, and we feed them every day, Monday through Friday, uh, with our safe haven program. Amen. That's quite an undertaking, and we and we know that God has to be in the midst of something like that because, you know, men will just say, what am I getting out of this? And I see that you have a passion to do those things. And God yes. will keep your needs at that. And I, yeah. my hat goes out to you, that uh, uh, Bishop. I'm sorry. My hat goes out to you and your wife and your and your ministry for taking uh, for taking up this here task here, because you know that you know God, God loves each and every one of us, and yes, He, he uh, meets yes. our needs through various opportunities. And and sometimes we are uh, we are lost to saying, God, uh, how can I meet this person's need or what do I need to do? And, and guess what? God has the power. He give you the power right there in your hands, and he just allows us to do the things that will. Now, now, uh, uh, tell me about your ministry, uh, and now, because I was very touched about some of the things that you shared here uh, at a, at a le- uh, last time we had talked here. How mm-hmm. you were saying that, how you are uh, addressing our brothers and sisters that are in the shelters or on the street, how you're feeding them. Yes. Well, uh, our ministry um, is a deliverance ministry. That's our goal is to get brothers and sisters that, um, well, you know, we use a little model that we 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 want all the rejects. We want everybody. <laughs> we want every. We want all the people that nobody else wants. And so, uh, and we have a deliverance ministry. And um, mind you, everything that we do, we fund ourselves. We've been looking for funding to do a lot of things that we do, but everything we do, we fund ourselves. We pitch in, we do fundraisers, whatever we do, so that we can be able to help the community. Um, <clears throat> we um, are now in the process of trying to do a shelter in the basement of our church where we can sleep 20 to 25 people that are homeless every night um, and feed them and uh, give them a place to shower, a place to be warm. Uh, we're in the process. We're just trying to get approval by the city to make that happen. We also have a program called the ATR program, which is, is um, the acronym is for After the Recovery. A lot of brothers and sisters that are strung out on drugs, um, what do they do once they get delivered? How do they get a job? How do they find employment? How do they find a place to stay? So it's called After the Recovery Program, uh, where we try to help them find shelter. We try to help them find uh, employment, try to help them get their GEDs, try to help them go back to school, whatever their desire is, because a lot of times people want people to get delivered, but they've been out there so long that they've never accomplished anything. And then once they uh, get delivered, where do I go from here? It's just like um, we are, we are, our vision is called the City of Yahweh. The City of Yahweh is a $10.7 million project, and which is a 10-year uh, process we're in the sixth year of getting. We're getting closer to it, and God is providing for it. It, it, it includes a family life center, which will include um, a bowling alley, uh, Olympic size swimming pool, workout area, gym, with our daycare center and uh, classes in it. Then we have the Yahweh Cafe, which is our own soul food restaurant. Then we have our uh, shelter. We have the uh, Children of the City daycare center. We have. Uh, Cutting Edge Barbershop, Creating Souls um, Salon, and then we have a car wash on the end of it. And the car wash is for ex-offenders. They come out of jail, and we help them and get them developed, but then they have some type of employment once they come out. They'll be able to work at the car wash until we can find them other employment. Because a lot of times brothers come out of the penitentiary, they have nowhere to go, no way of feeding themselves, no way, so they turn right back to the streets in which they come from. So our job, we feel that Yahweh is to help the brothers once they come out, and sisters, amen, uh, be able to have employment and uh, 
to be able to help. So that's part of what we do. Um, give you a little bit of my testimony. My testimony that I'm from the streets. I'm an ex, uh, ex-drug addict, ex-drug seller. Um, I'm a, I was a teenage alcoholic, and uh, I thought my life was over. And then I met the Lord Jesus Christ. And a lot of times people think that once you go to church, everything that you're doing is going to drop off. No, it's a process. And it was Amen. a process for me. It was a process for me. No matter what I did the night before, I showed up for church Sunday morning. Uh, and, and it's impossible to come in contact with the Word of God and not change your life. So that's why, I have such a, that's why I have such a burden for the people of God, because I know if God can save me and deliver me, he can save and deliver anybody. That's powerful testimony there, and you know, uh, and, and I and I I feel that in your spirit, and I sense that because as I do street ministry, and I try to uh, uh, make myself available to everyone I encounter, you know, because we don't want anyone yeah. to feel like that they can't reach a uh, can't have a relationship with God because hey, I'm not dressed right, I'm not looking right, right. or whatever, you know. Scripture says come as you are, but let's face it, when we come as we are, sometimes people look down at you. you know? Right, you, know, you can't right, come right. into the house of God like that, right. you know. Yeah, well, a lot so, of people don't. A lot of people don't understand when the Bible talks about come as you are, it's not talking about your clothes. And, and we've taken that to a whole nother and out of context. The Bible says come as you are, it's talking about your heart, the condition yeah. that you're in. It's talking, so if you're a drug addict, come just like you are. God is able to deliver you. If you're an alcoholic, come just as you are. God is able to deliver. Whatever your situation is, a fornicator, adultery, whatever it is, God is able. Come just like you are. Don't worry about your clothes. Because, see, a lot of times in, in our ministry, well, I can only speak for Yahweh ministry, we don't, we're not concerned about clothes. We, we even have dress-down days, you know. We actually, yeah, actually, we uh, have T-shirts that we wear in the summer. You know, just to make people feel comfortable, let them know that, look, it ain't about what we got on. It's not about what we got on. It's about what's in our heart. It's about our, our mindset. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And if our mind is not right, ain't nothing going to work right. And so our, our job is to develop their mind and develop their heart and take it from a heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh that God can be able to massage it and make it out to be what he would want it to be. Hey man, that is so true. That is powerful. That's that's a powerful testimony there. And sharing about the goodness of God. And you know, and, and as you talk about, as we meet the our brothers and sisters that seem to be, I'm just saying, seem to be less fortunate than us. And we uh, t- say that uh, you know they different status, different education, life. You know, they God's yeah. children, and He loved them just like He loved us. Absolutely. And if He could take us from a life of sin and shame and turn our life yes. around, surely it's nothing too hard for God. And, and I right. love the way you said it at ex-offender because I do a jail and prison ministry here in yes. Dallas, Texas, and the young yes. men are getting ready to get out, and they're fearful. They are scared to death. Absolutely. Absolutely. They have nowhere to go. They don't know what their next move going to be. Some of them, family has rejected them. They don't want them back there. They're fearful. And so if they can't find something right away, what, what, is, what else is there left for them to turn back to? You turn mm-hmm. back to what you know. You know exactly. You turn back to what you know. Yeah. Exactly, and you know, and I was sharing with the young men last Thursday uh, at the prison, and in Hebrews two and one, it said, uh, "Do not forget the things that you have heard, at least you drift back." And sometimes the guys are in jail, they seeking the face of God, but once they get out, they see that it gets a little difficult, it gets a little yes. taxing, yes. and so they go yes. back to the things that they are familiar with. Yes, but well, you know, but um, I, not only, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You go right ahead. Yeah. Well. I, you know, I've, I've learned that in the body of Christ now, things have really um, gotten backwards. Uh, the body of Christ used to be a place where you could come and feel comfortable and people will embrace you and show you love. But now um, a lot of ex-offenders, they get out, and once people find out that they're ex-offenders, they shot them. You know, it's like, you know, you're a criminal, you know. and But that's not, well, the Bible says that we all have sinned. It comes short of the glory of God. It says, while we were yet sinners, Christ commanded his love toward us, and he died for us. So I use this model all the time. Everybody in the church and everybody around is an ex-something. Yes. Everybody is an ex-something. Everybody done messed up. Everybody done something wrong. So who are we to point a finger at anybody, whether they just come out of jail, whether they just got delivered from drugs? You used to do something. And so if you used to do something, remember where you come from. Minister to people on the space of where God brought you from. And a lot of times people are uncomfortable coming to church because
because we've made it such this high society place, this such high meeting ground that you have to be like you're supposed to come into church delivered, come into church saved. But I come against that spirit because a lot of times we draw and send a lot of people back out into the streets. And so in our in our ministry, our greeters we welcome them. I don't care how you smell, I don't care how you look, we're gonna hug you just like you got on an Armani suit. And so, Amen. <laughs> and so that's I think that's very important in the body of Christ that we begin to love on these people and show them that there is somebody that care about you. Uh, whether your family have rejected you, your spouse have rejected you, whoever it is, your children don't all, all respect you. There is somebody that loves you, and it's right here in the body of Christ. That is, that is, and you know, and if if the body of Christ can't love you, you just uh, you know you just can't be loved because the world is going to just treat you any kind of way, and it's going to drag Absolutely. you and push you to to and fro. But it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? Oh, Pastor, I'm, I'm re- really enjoying this here interview because I I see that you're meeting the needs of our brothers and sisters through the Word of yeah. God here, and you know that's the only thing that can that can change this situation. That's the only thing that can change. Our uh, our craziness, you know, society yes, craziness, and, and and as you uh, and as you expressing the love of Christ, you have seen it made a difference in the life that you have been uh, touched in the Word of God. Give us a testimony of some of those people that God have taken and, and, and you know and you know it could well rather be but God. It wasn't the jail system that done it. It wasn't the councils that done it. Yes. Well, our church, I mean, is made up of like I say, rejects. Um, my church administrator. Um, um, well, she's she's really administrative assistant, Katissa Johnson. Uh, she is an ex-alcoholic. When we got her, she was an alcoholic, and the Lord delivered her and saved her. Now she's a powerful woman of God. She's preaching. She's teaching. She's running the church like nobody else could do it. Uh, my church administrator, he comes from uh, washing dishes, a busboy, and now he's uh, making uh, six figures, and the Lord has just blessed him. My um, church, uh, my my director of operations, he has uh, he was in jail, <laughs> got out of jail. Now he's making six figures through the Amen. deliverance of the ministry. And uh, God is so awesome. Uh, we have a bunch of ex-alcoholics, a bunch of ex-drug addicts, a bunch of ex-fornicators. We have we have celibate women now in our church, women that, that does not indulge at all and go out and minister to teenagers and tell them the blessing of being celibate. And so uh, we're talking about women with kids that have vowed never to do it again until they get married. And so our ministry is a great deliverance ministry, and we are so excited about what God uh, is doing and going to do. Our year coming up, this year passed, I'm sorry, we had a program called Put Illinois to Work. And um, we were able to employ 18 people. Amen. And I mean, full full time, forty hours, eighteen people employed working in ministry, and, and that's that's our goal. Our goal is to take the people out of corporate world and have them be able to work for ministry with six figure jobs. I was uh, talking to one of my pastor friends who has a mega church, and um, this church administrator makes one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, and I. It's, it's possible. A lot of people see that that's impossible, but it's possible for people to work in ministry and love what you're doing and love the Lord while you're doing it and still be able to get paid. And so <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so we are really excited about our ministry. Um, we have um, teenage young ladies in our church that have had babies, and we, we've have embraced them, and they feel like there's somebody after uh, mom and dad has kicked them out, but we feel like we make them feel, and we have uh, we join them families back together through counseling and uh, uh, pressing and praying on behalf of those young ladies and young men. And so uh, we're excited about what God is doing because, you know, there's there's nothing hidden under the sun, and everything yeah. that is happening now has happened before. But it's all in strategy, it's all in approach, it's all in the church systems, how you approach things to make it successful. And I am uh, <clears throat> proud to say that we have tapped into the spirit of the Lord, to where he has allowed us to be able to minister to people who nobody else would minister to. And so we're right. grateful that we're grateful. Hey, that is powerful. Hey, you said something that really resonated in my heart because I went through a life that, that wasn't very pleasing to other people. You know, I was addicted yeah. to drugs. Yeah. How, 
I lived on the street. I went to jail. And I used to cry to God, why am I doing What's going on, God? I had an education. I had a family that loved me, but I kept yes. going through these things. And then I didn't realize that every facet of life, every time I went through, God sent people to speak into my life. They looked just like me. Tell me God yeah. loved me. And here it is, I'm on the street, and you're on the street. You're telling me God loved me. You know? I'm in a shelter, Absolutely. you in a shelter, and you're telling me that God loved me. And I'm saying, well, God was sending people and angels in the form of, you know, to speak to our life to let yes. us know that, hey, That's I had right. forgot about you. And then right. and someone told me something before I even started going to church. They said, hey, you know, uh, uh, God is praying for you, and once you get out of this here, you're the strength of your brother. And I didn't realize yes. what that was. Right. Yes, and I see that yes. you're doing the same thing that when God spoke to your life. You're to get out of you to help someone where God has, has helped you and be a blessing Absolutely. to someone. Absolutely. You know, with no test, there's no testimony. And so I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to tell an alcoholic, I know what you mean if I've never been there. And so God allowed me to go through so many things in my life, being rejected with my family. I love my family, my family loves me, but I was like the black sheep of the family. I don't know why, but God let me go through rejection so that when ministry came around in my life and other people have been rejected by family, I would be able to minister to them from the heart, but not just from knowledge. And a lot oh, of amen. Through, yeah, a lot of things we go through, God allows us because he wants it in our heart. And when you, because see, what comes from the heart reaches the heart. And when, when so you've been through something, when you've been through something, God will be able to let you minister that thing to it touches the heart of the person, and it makes it much easier to minister and easier to get them delivered. And so um, I grew up in a family where all of the men were alcoholics. So that's how I started out being a teenage alcoholic. They started me drinking at 12 years old. And so when I, by the time I was 14, I was getting up going to high school, um, I had to have a drink before I went to school. I had my first child when I was 14, my second child when I was 17, my third child when I was 19, because the men in my family, all they did was make babies and drink. So I thought that was my destiny. And one day I was in church, and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I want to break the curse, because this got to be a curse, because this is not the life I intended to live. And this because at the age of 18, I was a full-fledged alcoholic. And I asked the Lord to change my life. And he changed my life, and I broke the cycle. All the young men after me are not alcoholics, but all Amen. the men before me were. And so I, when you desire to do something, because, you, you know, a lot of times we let our situations dictate our destiny. And I refused, and I refused. I came against that spirit, and I refused to let my situation that my daddy, daddy did allow me to become what they were. I've always wanted to be better. And so um, I'm grateful, and that's why my heart goes out to people, because a lot of times it's generational curses. Yes, it is. You know, it's generational curses. And if it's never broken, it'll continue. And our job at Yahweh is to break the curse. Hey, man, Pastor, that is so true. That is so true because as I do my ministry, I go places, and I and I, and I I just kind of fit in. And people say, wow, but you're like, you have done this before. They don't know my testimony. God allowed me to do all these things. And so I can tell people that God loves them and he ain't forgot about them and that they're yeah. the way out. And as we get ready to share, uh, wind down this interview here, I was sharing with some guys the other day about in, in the book of John, the ninth chapter, how Jesus encountered this man that was blind. And the yes. disciples brought that man to Jesus, and they said, who messed up? You know, Pastor, I'm saying, uh, Bishop, that's something that we asked ourselves, and that's something that been, the course have been asked through the angle of time. Why am I living like this? What's going yes. on? But then, yes. you know, once someone takes us to Jesus, and he touches mm-hmm. us, and he can break yes. that sin in your life and that generation of yes. curse, Jesus yes. told him, say, hey, this man didn't mess up what it wasn't his mother, his father, it was for the glory of God. So I Absolutely. tell these guys that when we go through things, maybe God can get the glory out of this from That's this right. day forward. Because right. we can't change the thing that happened. I can't change being a dope head. I can't change being a liar, a thief. But maybe from this point on, and Pastor, I see that in your life, and I feel it, yes. that from that point on, God gets the glory. You know? The glory gets the glory. Yes. Amen. Amen. God, I want to, I wanna, as we wind down, I want to share this with you. The Bible says faith without works is dead. I can believe God. I can trust God. But if I never put nothing behind it, Amen. it'll never go nowhere. And so this year our theme is wait. It's warring against the enemy, attacking the enemy's camp, 
interceding for the saints and travailing in the spirit. That's our theme this year, wait. We're taking the fight to the devil instead of waiting on him to attack us. And so because we got to put our work in, we got to put our work in because there are too many of our young kids dying, too many of our young kids are coming up pregnant as teenagers, too many of our mothers and fathers splitting up, too many divorces, too much adultery going on, too much fornication going on in the world, and our job is to take the fight to the enemy. We cannot sit up in our four walls and just wait on people to come in. We got to go out and get them. We got to go out and minister to them. We got to beat our feet to the streets. We got to get out there and witness and catch them on the corner, catch them selling drugs on the corner, and begin to let them know that you don't have to do this for a living. There's an alternative, and not only that is there an alternative, we have something to offer you that would change your life forever. And I believe that when the body of Christ come out of the four walls and begin to hit the streets, uh, we have a thing we call we do night ministry. We wait till 12 midnight, and we just go bombard a corner where we know they're selling drugs, 40 or 50 of us. And we just bombard a corner, and we just sit there and we minister and we witness. And we have one soul. We have brothers that just threw stuff down and said, look, I ain't doing this anymore, and walked away and went home. Why? Ooh, the word is powerful. That is yeah. so true. Pastor, as we get, we wind down this interview, will you give us a word of prayer for our listening audience to let them know that God is is away? God hadn't forgot about them. Sure, Amen. I will. Thank, and I want to thank you for this opportunity. I'm very grateful, and I'm humbled and honored for this opportunity. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. And we give you praise, and we magnify your name. We lift you up. We give you honor, and we give you glory. God, there's nobody like you. God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you begin to move by your power. God, set free and deliver. We counsel every assignment of the enemy over our lives right now by the power and authority. And we claim victory right now. Save, set free, and deliver. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 Uh, God bless God bless you. And thank you for being a part of our show. We're looking forward to talking to you in the upcoming year. And okay. so we can uh, just uh, see how God is uh, blessing you and your ministry. To God be the glory. And thank you all Amen. for And remember, this show is uh, uh, archived, and you can always go back and listen to it and share it with your congregation. Blog okay. Talk God. Radio. All right. God, God bless you. And have a great day. God bless you. You too. Now. Amen. What a great interview we had there. Uh, amen. And we have a call on the line there, Mother Hill, and we want to thank Mother Hill for her patience and hold it all there. And as we uh, bring in Mother Hill, good morning, Mother Hill. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for your patience, Mother Hill. We was uh, conducting the interview, and it got real good there, and, and, the, uh, and the young man had so much to offer here. Listen, I, was hey, I enjoy him. I enjoy uh, our testimony. Yes, ma'am. I don't, yeah, you know, I don't know about yours, but I know about yours. Amen. And so yes. God is a wonderful God. Amen. He really well, here, we, we, we got about five minutes here. Uh, what did God lay on your heart to share with our listening audience this morning? Well, the only, <clears throat> it's more, the, I mean, what I had intended to do. Um, but last, at my last uh, speaking that I did, I was telling about the women. Look in the mirror. And look at yourself and tell yourself you got it going on. It's, it's coming from the inside. But on the inside, it's going to show on the outside. So if you're unhappy with yourself, you start working from the inside. You have to pray. And if you're not given to prayer, just look and say, I'm wonderfully made. Maybe that. But I'm still wonderfully made. I might be skinny, but you're still wonderfully made because God made you. And he made you according to his will. And he gave us the heart to love him. But you got to love yourself first. Unless you love yourself, you can't love anybody else. And I tell you, Dick, I found a scripture, uh, Psalms 139. Verse 14, that we are wonderfully made. Nobody in the world is made like us. And we can look at the flowers that God raised up every year. And what, I mean, he do these flowers. And we personally, we're his garden. He look at us. He put us like he wanted us. Sometimes we make changes because medically we have to. 
But then just to go because you want to look better, that's interfering with what God did for you. Because he made you according to his will. And you have to make yourself happy. I started trying to sing. I cannot sing. I sound like a bird in a paper sack. But I sing to myself because I'm not singing to anybody. I'm singing to the Lord, and he understands me. He don't care what my voice sounds like. He gave it to me, and I, I use it whatever I can. And I agree with you and your speaker a while back. I wondered why, you know, I would end up in my chair. But then I said, my ministry is being in my chair and what I do. My ministry Amen. is powerful. When I go into the rehabilitation, I have a powerful ministry for them, encouraging them and everything. And you just got to say what's in your heart to say. And smile. Don't walk around with a frown on your face. Smile. Because we are serving a true and a living God. And he's there for us. He's never let us down. We might let ourselves down, but he's not going to let us down. And as you all were saying, I look at myself in my chair, and I'm an encouragement to somebody that see me in my chair. I got a smile on my face. I got a conversation for somebody. And speak to people. Don't just look at them and walk on by. You speak to people because that's what's in you, what God wants us to do. And then start out loving one another. That's what God said. That's what he wanted us to do, is to love one another. And the way we love one another is the way we treat God. So if they want to look at the way we treat God, Matthew 25, 35 to 45. And if they want those scriptures again, call in and let uh, let uh, Deacon Lewis tell you what the scriptures are. They're good to read when you are not happy with yourself. You read these two scriptures, and you will find yourself believing what says the Lord. Okay. Then hey, I thank you, Lewis. I so enjoyed your message this morning. You're a young man, and you all were put in the position that y'all was in so you could talk to others. If you all hadn't been in that position, you wouldn't talk to nobody about that. And I always say he took you to the pig pen and brought you up. But when he brought you up, he had a word. Everybody don't have the same word. Everybody has a different word. But okay, Deacon Lewis, I am glad to speak with you this morning. And I will... And, well, here, go back and listen to our show on Blog Talk Radio and uh, just get the whole interview there. And uh, we thank you and we pray that your words will be an encouragement, encouragement to our listening audience. Amen. I pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. That I, could reach, I could reach somebody. Amen. And, uh, Amen. We want to thank Mother Hill there for a powerful uh, word of encouragement there, how we should just be uh, looking into Christ Jesus. We don't have no control over what's going on in our life, but God holds all power uh, in his hand. And we want to thank our guest this morning, uh, Minister Ray, out of the great state of Michigan. You know what? This morning we have two guests from Michigan. Isn't God good? God is reaching out. Last week we had someone from uh, from Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. And then we got someone from uh, Detroit, Michigan there. Amen. And our uh, first guest was Brother uh, Ray, Minister Ray. He have a Internet broadcast called Let's Talk Christ. And that young man, very powerful, 17-year-old man that's pursuing the things of God. And he's encouraging young men to follow him as he follows. Christ and go back and listen to our interview in its entirety if you missed it. And then we ca- uh, we did a uh, another interview with Bishop uh, Williams Jesse Williams from Yahweh Ministry out of the great state of Michigan, and he have a powerful ministry up there. How it's reaching the uh, the needs of our brothers and sisters that are, uh, seem to be left out but not locked out. And we come down to the Word of God. How his ministry is employing people. How his ministry is uh, feeding. The homeless, how his ministry, Yahweh ministry, is putting our uh, ex-offenders uh, works uh, hands to work, and he allowed, he is giving them jobs. That's his ability. 
And guess what? And as those as those men are developing a relationship with God, God have empowered those men to be very gifted and talented and women to be all they can be in Christ Jesus. And that's the purpose of our show, to inform you that God is still in charge, to uh, in, uh, encourage you that don't give up on God, and to challenge you to be all that you can be. Thank you for listening to our weekly Internet broadcast. We pray that you have a blessed day. We pray for our guests that were, had that came on this morning. We pray for all our guests from last week. And we pray that you continue to listen to this here program. And as we get ready to wind down, we will never leave you without saying a, uh, a few, a lot. Give you a word of prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you, dear Lord. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for this day, this time, this hour. As we uh, end this show, dear Lord, we uh, we ask you to go before us. We ask you to be with us. We ask you to lead us and guide us through your holy word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you. Goodbye. Oh, what is? God love you. God love you. Thank you. Goodbye. God love you.